Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to episode number 89 on a Friday special bonus episode of the podcast because if you remember earlier in the week, Mina and I had to have a bit of a condensed episode, but you know what? That condensed episode inspired us. It inspired us to go back to our roots for the second time in the same week. And when I say that, I mean it because I'm bringing back some old school firepower here. Joe is with me today for this episode as well as Mina. Joey, welcome back That's to the right. show. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me again. Yes, I'm ready to uh, argue with you all day. I'm kidding. I can't wait, bro. <laughs> and then Mina, of course, is with me as always. Brethren, welcome back. Thanks again. I'm back in Loyola because this, this is a reunion episode, <laughs> so I had to, to bring out the high school, man. I love it, dude. It's You know, we got a good-looking high school. It's a great-looking high school. It is. It looks pretty nice. I mean, it's sinking, it has it has its problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are cracks in the foundation and such. We get all that. But you know what? Just for a one-off picture, it's not too bad. And a great pitch, too. Listen. Wonderful. Viola pitch. pitch. Come on. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It was really, My really many, well Many fourth periods were missed, spent on that pitch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the turf, some love it, some hate it. But you know what? When you're used to playing on, like, pitches where you could literally snap your ankle at any moment, mm. a, a leveled turf pitch is wonderful it's great that's the key word level it's level the, right? the other ones had like it cost them four million dollars better be yeah <laughs> yeah you hope so right <laughs> guys guess what we're going to be talking about dollars? today uh, well it seems uh, like a fragment of what it would cost for this wonderful tournament guys the champions league final is upon us and brethren we got a name for this episode don't we we threw it to uh, the people you have a name you have a name you don't have the name we have, at the time of recording this, our minds have been all but made up because the people have spoken. Coming in at roughly a 70-30 ratio, this episode will be called And the Winner Is, and that can only imply one thing. We're going to be talking about the Champions League final. Now, Mina wanted it to be called Finals FC, and the reason is that his club is also in a final. A less important final, but a final nonetheless. I, yeah, for sure. It's the first time any of, like, all three of us have been in a final. Yeah. That's oh, yo, that's sick. It, yeah, yeah, it is a pretty, yeah. The, the rationale behind it was there. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, congrats to us all, right? Pats on the back all around. Yeah. Nice. In a couple of weeks, we will have as many as two of us happy <laughs> and as low as probably one of us, right? One of us, yeah. Because we can't all win here. Something's yeah. got to give between Joe's club and my club. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to dissect what happened in the semifinals, both legs uh, for both teams. Then we're going to close the show off with Europa League stuff. But we'll get to the Europa League. That's not the main event. Brethren and Joey, guys. Oh, I'm so nervous. I didn't want to show up today, but I had to. <laughs> I'm very nervous. Now, I know, Joe, you've been, you've, this has been weighing on you quite a bit. Um, yeah. But at least you've been here before, right? Yeah. Can you, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll start. I guess we should probably start with City's second leg against PSG because it was the first one that mm -hmm. happened, right? So Correct, City yeah. sealed their faith as, as being in into the final. Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of thoughts on Chelsea and Real Madrid because I watched that game very, very closely. And to be honest, the City PSG game kind of went by in a blur. There was some happy screaming moments. You were emotionally involved. I was very emotionally yeah. involved. Also, uh -huh. in case you're wondering, I have found an outfit that I wear that I have worn for two games now, both of the semifinal legs, and we've won both. So mm. this is what I'm going to be wearing. It's not this what I'm wearing currently, but this outfit that I can't show you guys because I don't want to, it needs to be secluded. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have to recreate to the similar on. circumstances so that it can continue having its effect. 
Show I us, show found us. it. I have found the alpha. Maybe I'll post it on game day. And I'm like, okay. this is how you win. And then if we lose, I'll just take it down. <laughs> <laughs> or only do it after you, if you win. Uh, that's yeah, true. that's yeah. what I was. Well, thinking. then I'll retire yeah. it. To be honest, I'll put I'll yeah. put the whole outfit up on this wall. Like, yep, the winning yep. combination. Unless unless you reach another Champions League final, then well, that'll be a different right set of back. circumstances. But yeah. for this year specifically, <laughs> we'll pick up with PSG and with Manchester City. What'd you guys think of the game? And I want to get like some a bit more of level-headed perspectives before I kind of go all in on this. But across mm-hmm. both legs, there were times when I didn't think City were the better side. At the end of the day, though, PSG have very, very little mentality. And when things start to go wrong for them, they absolutely crumble. Like self-destructive, get everybody sent off and fighting. That way they can feel better that they lost because they only had 10 men on the pitch, which quite frankly is ridiculous. I felt that City approached the game very well in both legs, where at times they looked like they weren't going to get the job done. But they stepped out of their comfort zone. They weren't playing the way that they necessarily always do and dominate games. They were playing like, you know what? Have your possession. Have a little bit more possession because you're not getting through us. And then if we're going to get to counterattack you, then you're screwed, right? What do you guys think? We'll start with Mina. Uh, I will pass us straight off to Joe because I was at work um, <laughs> for the second leg of the Champions League semifinal. Uh, okay. So you can blame my call for that. So I will pass this right. directly on to Joe. Not to put it's push okay. you under the bus or anything, but you know, all good, all good. Don't worry, get the get that money, bro. I got yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched both. I watched both legs. Um, to be honest, uh, like you said, I think mentality for PSG very weak. Uh, they didn't seem like they had any leaders in that team, and you know, obviously because Chelsea took one of them um, <laughs> with Thiago Silva. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, you can tell. Like you know after watching both legs i'm like man yeah tiago silva must have been huge for that team right um i don't know i i feel like th- defensively they were so bad nathan i mean you were watching I, you were probably all emotional and stuff but then like when i was seeing them play i was like dude these, these guys are not going to beat city because city were able to they, okay city are usually a great team in finding those spaces mm-hmm. in general so finding just spaces between um, PSG's backline, I didn't think it proved that difficult. And they found a lot, let me tell you. I, I, like, I honestly think they exposed that defense so hard. And I was like, man, City's, City's good. And he still played beautiful football, don't get me wrong. Like, you still found the finesse in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. You can definitely see City's mentality, like, switched, especially after the first leg, bro. Yeah. Uh, I know I didn't <clears throat> talk about the first leg before, but particularly on the second leg, it was just done. With the minute I saw Kylian Mbappe off the, on the bench, I was like, bro, even if your leg's broken, put me on the freaking... I know, yeah, you field. texted me about that, yeah. Uh, it's just very dumb. And I think Pochettino, you can tell, like, he's just like, man, I'm glad to be here right now. I think that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, cool, I'm here, you know? And then he's like, next year we'll deal with that. But, like, they have a lot of work to do to be honest with you yeah. I, yeah I agree I think that's kind of a succinct way of putting it I think cities like my biggest criticism of them over the past little while and it often changes right because there's a time early this season where we looked like awful right where we couldn't get anything done and then slowly but surely they started to change the system and change the tactics a little bit and then we've evolved to the place where we are now right mm-hmm. my biggest criticism of city was always okay you always play such silky football. What happens when you're not winning? What happens when you go down? What happens when things are problematic? How will you be able, will you be able to dig deep and get the job done? 
And I think against Dortmund, I mean, that they provided their fair share of offensive threats. But I think if nothing else, it it forced City to be resilient, right? It forced City to go out there and say, okay, we're losing. We need to turn this around. And they did twice. And then the first leg against PSG, when they were really, it, it looked like City had no business being there. Like PSG were really outplaying them. I was thinking, mm-hmm. man, this sucks. Like I remember the last semi that City reached, their only ever semifinal before that was against Juve. And it looked like they didn't belong there, right? No, no one for one second thought that City were going to get past Juve that year. And, and rightfully so, right? Juve went on to, to lose to Barca, I think, in the final of the Champions League that year. But Barca were, were killer back then. Yeah, 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 they were very good. By the time the second half of the first game came around, it, that mentality shift had kicked in for City, right? And it looked like they were just saying, no, I, like we're not, this isn't something that we're going to do again. We're not going to choke on this again. We're going to go for it. And then they ended up getting the job done. Then in the second leg, I was worried, is Pep going to overthink it again, right? Are we going to go, you know, guns blazing and, and, and try to outplay them or what they do? Or are they going to do the sensible thing? And he ended up doing the sensible thing, right? Where he said, guys, this is just another game against a team that isn't as good as you. Remove that pressure from yourselves. Keep it in the back of your mind that this is what you're playing for, but don't overthink it. You're better than PSG. You were the better half for 45 minutes against them in the second game. Go be that today. And PSG are going to come at you guns blazing because they had to, right? And very early on, there was the very questionable decision about the penalty that was given. And then it wasn't given, right? Because it hit Zinchenko's back and the refs like penalty. And in that moment, a friend of mine is <laughs> a Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. He messages me and he goes, bro, is this match fixing? I was like, only if we lose. <laughs> only if we lose. But they overturned the decision. We can dissect the game like literally second by second. And I know, Joe, because you and I, especially because of how much both games meant to us. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is City got over the hump. And they're at a place now where, and you know, and PSG aren't the best like mentality machine to beat. Because if they had beat Bayern, I'd be like, dude, nast. But PSG, you could tell once things, once they started to get frustrated, that was it. Like they were never, they were in their own heads. They were like, How, what are we going to do? I think Pep and the, and the squad did an excellent job of limiting the amount of space that PSG had to operate in and, and, you know, and exploit what they're best at. And the other thing is, quite frankly, in the second leg, they didn't have Mbappe. Now Mbappe was ineffective in the first half, but in the first leg rather. But I would assume they would have made modifications for him to, to how he can improve, right? Whether it's booting long walls off the pitch, whatever it is. Fact is, Icardi didn't exist in that game. And I think in that moment, you know, watching Icardi play, you think to yourself, well, that's why Pep doesn't want to play with a nine because it's 11 versus 10, right? They were playing a man down the whole game as long as Icardi was on the pitch. And then Di Maria got sent off. It was 11 versus 10, literally the whole game. Pep playing with so many midfielders is like, yeah, we don't need a center forward. And don't get me wrong. I would love me a center forward who can put freaking <laughs> balls in the net. Mm-hmm. But the way that we're able to outplay people and stop them from touching the ball, it, it must be super, super upsetting. Now, I want to segue that to what I saw in the Chelsea game against Real Madrid. I was petrified watching that game, Joe. And Mina texted me on Tuesday afternoon after the City game and said, right now as it stands, would you rather play Madrid or Chelsea? And I said, let me think about it. And then I said, Madrid. And then Chelsea put out that performance. I was so yeah. impressed with it. And I want to hear, again, I mean, I want to throw to you, but I know you were at work for this as well. So I'll, I'll throw it to you. You, watch, you were able to watch this one? Yeah, I watched that one. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Mina, you go first then so I can hear from you and then Joe weigh in on it furthermore. But tell me a little bit about what you saw in that game, brethren. What I saw in that game is exactly what uh, what Thomas Tuchel was, said he was going to do. He said he was going to build a team that no one wants to play against, and he did, right? We are hearing all the these worst. rumors about how they do tactically in, in, in the training ground where they cut off corners so that they so that they are forced to be direct. They're playing with small handballs so that their touch is improved. And the belief that he's put in people like Timo Werner, obviously anyone's going to score that goal, right? But you saw a goal disallowed from him. So he was making the right movements. It's just he happened to be at the right place at the right time for this game. And that's exactly what you need from him. Maybe he hasn't performed this, this entire year. But if he can contribute a couple of goals, especially if he scores in the Champions League final, he will for sure be loved by all of Chelsea fans, no matter what he does in the future, right? Like they still think of Dembaba for that goal. Um, mm. So, and I think they completely real, played Real Madrid off the park. They did. Yeah. Real Madrid couldn't breathe. Exactly, dude. And at, part of it, I think, is the is Madrid aging, and they just couldn't keep up, and that was so evident. Yeah. And Joe, I want to hear from you a little bit on that. Like, about, but watching them and seeing, dude, Madrid literally can't do anything. No, Chelsea Goal were Conte so wide. Everything, down. dude. Chelsea were so wide. It forced Real Madrid to be wide and try to play through with because they couldn't play through the freaking midfield and then anytime anything got in the midfield Conte ate it up Conte. like just shoveled it in his mouth he was just a outstanding in both games and Joe I want you to praise your boy a little bit because and tell me a little bit about what you saw in in both of these games for Chelsea to advance to the final because this under Frank Lampard never in a billion years this squad wasn't good enough to win a <laughs> Champions League this system with the same exact group of players under Thomas Sokol is the last team that I wanted to play. And rewind the tape. You remember when when we did the, the round of 16 draw or, or whenever he was sacked, and I went, dude, Chelsea could be going to the final here. And now they're there. Like, it, it worked out for them. They were on the easier side of the bracket, fine. But this Chelsea side, there's very, very few people who I would have seen actually beating them anywhere. Yeah, I mean... Uh... When I was watching the game, I was mostly puking because I was so nervous. <laughs> Even this Chelsea talk right now gets me so nervous. I hate it. But uh, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm just glad to be here right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, <laughs> like, you know, no, no. I mean, if you take in, like, uh, how the season began. And, like, last time I was here, I was actually, we were under Lampard, right? Um, right. And, man, we were, we were honestly a mess. There was no tactics at all. Like, zero. Like, I didn't know what was the style. What are we trying to do here? And then Tuco came in with the five in the back, bro. Chelsea and five in the back. It's, like, amazing. It's so like, good. We were, it's amazing. It was so good. He even made Alonso look good, bro. Alonso, if he's on a highway, he drives, like, 30, 30 miles per hour. He's so <laughs> slow on the wing. My God. But, you know, what? he played well. Um, honestly, for that Madrid game, in my head… I was stressed. So in my head, I'm like, man, they can score any moment because we missed so many guys. Yeah, I'm not like exaggerating. It should have been like, been like six, nothing. Yeah, yeah like at least something like that. On aggregate, it could have been almost 10. Like yeah. there was at least like eight to 10 very, very good yeah. goal scoring chances that, that Chelsea didn't capitalize on. And that exactly. Madrid were just nowhere near. Like in, in both games, near. they were like, what yeah. is going on? We can't yeah. pass yeah. the ball. We can't touch the ball. Sometimes Chelsea have a straight line of five when they keep their wingbacks back and then the midfield five and front three push. Other times, the wingbacks and front three push and the midfield block sits. And it's like, how do we, what do we do? Like, we have no one (laughs) who can get near the ball. They just completely Mm -hmm. suffocate them. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I'm like, man, we made these guys look like a bunch of chumps. This is Real Madrid we're talking about. Yeah. Like, they wanted three, four times most of these players. And we got a Ballon d'Or winner in uh, Modric. Let's not forget about that. But, like, we definitely made them, like, showed them that, like, you guys are an aging side, like, badly. Like, you got to revamp the whole thing. Well, we fun fact, that'll be our yeah. next, the next Jerzewell episode right. will be our Real oh, yeah. Madrid rebuild. And I'm very excited for yeah. that one. And that, that was kind of Change inspired the whole by 11. that. But yeah. but that's just it, right? There's a, there's a lot of things that need to go, and there's what? How like, many people in their in their roster are over thirty two? Yeah, yeah, like eight of them, right? Many, like, like way too many. Too many, and that's I mean, their main players too. So yeah, it's it's a big right. thing. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, even yeah, Casemiro's twenty nine, right? Like the all of right. them are up there. It's it's bad. I mean, like uh, honestly. With Tuchel, the day before the game, he said, or two days before, he's like, we're going to cause Ramos. Uh, bro, when Ramos came back on the lineup, I was so stressed. But they're like, we're going to cause him a problem by not playing, like not playing with a striker. I'm like, dude, we haven't been playing with a striker because nobody scores in this team. That's fair. <laughs> okay? That's fair. So like, of course, he's like, so we play. Look, this is the thing. Coming to this final, Nathan, we'll talk about it in a bit. But like, we're if you think about it attacking-wise, we both don't play with a striker, bro. Dude, like, yeah. it's it's so hard. Like, we're playing with center forwards. Technically, we're supposed to have a striker in Werner, but he's playing on the left wing, okay? Because right now, to be honest, even though we're doing well and all that, I still think Havertz and Werner, there's still much more to come from them. Yeah, Maybe for Werner. sure. Yeah. yeah. But um, but we, looking back at it, we, we, we really did dominate. I was going to puke, though, but like, I was so stressed. I know, like, you can probably give more insight to it because I was so stressed, man. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. That's how I feel about the City game, right? It's like I, you're just kind of freaking out yeah. watching. I think we should all watch together yeah. and then just have, like, a live yeah. reacts that we stream oh, and then just... God, bro. <laughs> I, we run I, the risk I'd of love to do sad, that. But... Yeah, I'd love to do that, but, like, I don't want to... I'm watching yeah. it on that couch yeah. where I watched yeah. every single game. There is no way I can't... <laughs> this chair, can't, yeah. This chair, dude. I know. Uh, listen... The hard. thing is, what I know, were you surprised that that Havertz started over Pulisic for the second leg? Yes. No, 100%. I was surprised I was too because like, Pulisic played really well in the first leg. And, he then, did. and then Pulisic came later on. Uh, but you know what? Half, Havertz played really like, well too. He he played very well, man. He played like a per, like a yeah. great center forward. Listen, he did his I'm a job. United fan. I screamed when that lob hit the bar. Yeah. I, I know, yeah, was, literally. I did. No, I, Havertz and finesse, man. This is how he likes to score goals. I started realizing he's like, the, like a little dink. He reminds me of Ozo like so much, and it, it's mm. except maybe a little more clinical. To push him to work, a little more, more clinical. Yeah, he's not quite the passer. I know too. what you mean. I see not the comparisons. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Listen, I think that Ramos played a good game. Okay, so we have to give praise where it's due. Ramos actually, I found for, considering it was his first game back at you know in in what like at least a month, and he'd only featured one time in that time, you know, for the, for the past, what, mm -hmm. three, four months, he played very well, yeah. I, but I don't blame him. Like, I don't think it was his fault. I think that Zidane and Real Madrid have been bombarded by injuries this season, but I think there was, it was incredibly frustrating to get anything going because Chelsea are very good at frustrating teams, right? Quite frankly, and just not letting them score. So if you're trying to play in this open game, unless you're West Brom for some weird reason, <laughs> no one else can kind of mimic that, right? Chelsea are so hard to break down. And there was a few chances, like, early on in the match that I was thinking, okay, like, Mendy is built like bull bull here, right? Like, he's the longest-limbed yeah, yeah. person that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, boy, like, like, think of the Benzema shot that he curled from just outside the box that was heading, you know, straight into the side <laughs> netting. And 
the extendo arm of Edward yeah, Mendy yeah. to get there. I'm like, what is going on with these? Like, right this is incredible. It was such a good save. Honestly, like with the recruitment this year for Chelsea, uh, it's been great, man. Uh, Chuck came in clutch. I mean, clutch with Mendy. You know, like, yeah, was like who is this guy? I'm like, who is this guy too? <laughs> Same. Yeah. But clean sheets and Nathan, you saw the second uh, second leg, man. Like he was saving us. He saved us so many times that game too. What, so. what I think is really important for Mendy, I was listening to something the other day that was talking about like the importance of different goalies in different teams, Systems. right? Yeah. So, you know, Ederson being at City, and I spoke about this with KJ, you know, Ederson's not the best keeper in the world, but there's no one I'd rather have a net for City because no one can do what Ederson can do, right? I think Mendy would be a colossal failure at Man City, right? But the how frustrating it is to even get a shot off against Chelsea is what makes Mendy look so good because they're not asking him to play out through the back and play through the lines and ping long balls, right? They're just asking him to be this unreal, <laughs> long shot stopper that he's going to have to face most of the shots that he's going to face are long shots because it's so hard to play through your back three slash five when it's condensed with N'Golo Conte just playing like freaking dash in front of everybody. And Joe, in the world. there's a thing that I want to talk to you about here because we, I want to move past this a little bit, but just N'Golo Conte. And I, I don't want to speak this into this reality because there's nothing. I'm going to get it tattooed on me if City win, you know, the Champions <laughs> League. But N'Golo Conte runs a risk here of having won an FA Cup playing with France in the Euro and being in the Champions League final, depending on how that goes. This is a Ballon d'Or candidate. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not just the running six anymore. Like, in the game against Real Madrid, this dude was surging forward. Chelsea's second and final goal happened Mm -hmm. because he lost a header battle to Ramos, then darted up the pitch to put pressure on on him. Yeah, and then immediately went forward. So... Listen, Conte. Tell me the praise uh, CDM, my, like the. I think, in my opinion, probably the best central defensive mid like Chelsea's ever had. I like. I'm being serious here. No, no I, I think that's yeah. fair praise. To be no, honest, I agree. No. I agree. Hundred percent. Like it is. A it's a show. shout, but like I don't really care. I'll like argue the take, you know, because. Uh, the consistency with N'Golo Conte is just unreal. The heart, you know, and we don't want anything crazy from Conte. We don't want him to go up front and attack. We right. just want you to get the ball. But he still does that. And like you said, from Dash, when he ran from our field, it is the dude. This is we're talking about the 80th minute right now. Yeah, and he's running yeah. full sprint. I'm like, this guy, yeah. but he did that this multiple times. Disgusting. And yeah. he's yeah. also improved because he's no. carried the ball forward. And I think exactly. You have to give yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry for that. Because well, sorry forced him to do this. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you said that because I was actually just going to segue to that. I think we're seeing this ver- Thomas Tuchel's uh, N'Golo Conte and next season Mateo Kovacic too, mark my words, will be the best two because they're playing in a two. And these are players mm-hmm. who love to play in a two. In Maurizio Sarri's system, Conte had to play like like a weird eight style where he was yeah. defending but surging forward but like protecting almost just one side of the pitch because yes, otherwise there was yes. no balance. But he Sorry doesn't want to play in those because he because Sorry Ball wouldn't have that type of six yeah. as the like as a distributor, right? That's your runner yeah, guy. Yeah. In a two, he's playing next to a midfield general, and then he gets to do all the running that Jorginho yeah. doesn't do. Yeah. And it works yeah. perfectly, dude. And right. it's terrifying yeah. and I hate it. And there's no team that I'd rather play in a one-off. But Joe, this is how I'm gonna segue. It's what he does to, for France, mm, though. It's what he does mm-hmm. for France too, right? This is what I want to talk to you about, Joe, specifically. And Mina, you can weigh on on this too, because this is this is a bit of foreshadowing. Tomorrow afternoon, Man City versus Chelsea in the league. 
Now, this game has tremendous implications because the Man City, uh, excuse me, because the United and Liverpool game didn't go forward last weekend. Mm -hmm. Correct. Which means that City, if they beat Chelsea on the weekend, can win the Premier League. This is a this is weighed on me tremendously because I feel like Chelsea are in a fortunate position here where you're chasing top four, but you you don't have the same amount of pressure, right? Even in the Champions League final, no one expected you there. You don't have the same amount of pressure, right? No one did last time either. That's that's right, <laughs> right? Ahead, and that's yeah. a good place to be. And I, I don't want to be the favorites. I don't like it. I was talking to me about that. We can we can circle <laughs> back to this after. I don't want to be the favorites. I want to ask you guys, what do you think is the smarter move for this? Okay. You have to put your team in good form ahead of a final. And if you happen to play that team before the Champions League final, you want to win. Yeah. But on the other hand, you don't necessarily want to show your hand, right? So the last time that City played Chelsea, Chelsea won, and City weren't playing their strongest 11, right? Everybody knew that. They were playing Gabriel Jesus. They were playing Raheem Sterling. They, they weren't playing their strongest 11, and they lost. One yeah, that's a That's a second team. That's pretty crazy. I, exactly, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not, I'm not necessarily <laughs> speaking to the quality, but more the system that we have yeah. that's the most effective this season doesn't have those players in it, right? It's, it's not your starting 11, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we want to play our strongest 11 to win the game and give our players the confidence that they can beat Chelsea in a one-off mm-hmm. with something on the line. Cause remember if they win, they win the premier league. It's not like it's a throwaway yeah. game, right? Correct. On yeah. the other hand, do you really want to show Thomas Tuchel and I'm sure he's going to watch all the tape in the world and, and try to prepare for this, but to be able to give the, even the players, the Chelsea players, a firsthand taste of this is how Man City play with their best 11. Because I'll tell you what, if we play that 11 and beat you, that's great. But now you've seen you've seen what we're going to do. It's easier to plan for. If we don't and you win, now you have the upper hand going into the final. I don't like either of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. Can I weigh in I, on this before before you? Please do. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because go ahead. because I think you'll have better like better insight to it. I just saying as an outside looking in to both of these, I don't think Thomas Tuchel needs this game against City to realize how City play with their strongest eleven. There's there's no need. You've seen all of it. You've seen how they played against. Um, against PSG. You've seen how they played against all the other teams and also how they've fared against the counter-attacking teams in the Premier League, how they fared against the possession-holding teams and all of those different types of teams. So he doesn't really need to to witness it firsthand to know what he's going to do. I think yeah. Tuchel already knows what he's going to do for both sets of situations, whether it's yeah. the B team in Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus, because he's already seen that. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it also is the first team, then he knows what he's going to do as well. Because I'm sure he prepared for it for the previous game uh-huh. in the cup, by the way. Right. He definitely prepared for it. It just didn't happen to be that case. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Mina a little bit here. I think um, the more you dwell on it, especially if you're Chelsea, the worse it like becomes for you. I think like um, I think Thomas Tuchel isn't really dwelling on it that much, but he knows tomorrow is a very important game. And, you know, we can see what's to expect in the Champions League final. Now, I I know I don't think we're going to play our strongest team just because we were, we're supposed to rotate. That's what Tuchel said today. He's like, there's bound to be some rotations. We've had an intense week, you know, right. to be honest. Yeah. So it, it's been very crazy. Uh, unfortunately, Kovacic is ruled out, and I really wanted him to come play, come back and play. And you know, who better to play against City, who you could, you who you're gonna meet in the final? Mm-hmm. But like, I definitely think we're gonna have a rotated team. And don't don't get me wrong, man. You know, just like you guys, I think our B team's like pretty decent as well. You know, like okay, we don't put Havertz in, we'll put Pulisic. You know, yeah. like that's still like a bang. So yeah. I I think, but I but I still think tomorrow is gonna be a very good match. And I still think, like, obviously both teams are going to go in there wanting to win it. No draw, 
it's not no Arsenal small club mentality. Okay, we're going in to win it. All right. So, and that's that's straight dissing, bro. I don't care. I don't care. I hate all you Arsenal fans. Anyway, um, but <laughs> we're gonna talk about Arsenal too. Don't worry. We'll get to that. Yeah. I, I want to weigh in yeah. on this then because having heard both of what you guys said. I don't disagree. Um, I think Tuchel is an experienced enough and good enough manager that he knows what to prepare mm. for no matter what uh, lineups that he have. I also know Pep firsthand, though, and knowing how much he can overthink scenarios like this. I'm yes, willing to bet right. either of you, it's not going to be the same 11 that features in the Champions League final. I'm, I'm certain. No, I would never take that bet because I'm sure yeah. that's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, just, right. Yeah, like, so you see yeah. what I mean, right? You don't want to play your strongest 11 against them before the Champions League final because you don't want to give them that edge. Yeah. He, even he's though notorious for that. He's, exactly, right? Yeah. He's like, he always plays his second team. And then when he reaches the final, he plays his first team. But sometimes that backfires because he exactly. did that with Barca. Right. I think it was Barca. And he played, what, like Inter Milan or something like that? Like, mm. he rested his team and it backfired. Jose won. He right. didn't reach the final that year, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to put like us fans like thinking about it. It's like killing us. So I could it's, only imagine yeah. how Pep and that's Tuchel why we're not are, in those positions. Joe, exactly. this is why I'm bald, man. I <laughs> should try to get into Pep's head. Look what Pep's it's done head. to me. Yeah, I know. I Look know. what but it's Pep, done Pep, to me. <laughs> I definitely feel like Pep in certain situations, as much as he's an amazing manager, he gets nervous at times. Oh, for like, sure. Especially, yeah. especially thinking about that, like what we're thinking about right now. Like, what lineup do I play? I get like... You know what, It's though? very rare situations where you play the finalists before, <laughs> before you play the yeah, actual final. Yeah, exactly, right? So, right. It's, so like, it's, it's, it's a mind game for everybody. I'm willing to exactly. bet, though, on, on this weekend, tomorrow... It'll be Rodri instead of Fernandinho. But Fernandinho is going to play the Champions League final as the captain. Yeah. And you saw his importance in the second leg. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. well, who's better right now for the team? And you'd say maybe Rodri because he's got the youth. Nah, listen, Fernandinho yeah. brings it. And he brings it yeah. every time. And he's 36, so he can't bring it to that level all the time. But when it matters most, he's the captain. He's yeah. the leader. And you look at him screaming at Zinchenko and Zinchenko is freaking out. And it's like, yes, that is the leader that I want to have. Right. Yeah. I think he has a tremendous influence on the game, but I wouldn't, I don't think it'll be the same 11 that features in both games. That being said, regardless of whether win, lose, or draw, it seems very, very unlikely that City wouldn't win the Premier League this year. Right. So Pep also doesn't on, have bro. to. If this was the last day of the season, yeah. Pep has to play his strongest 11 to win the league. Yeah. Right. It's not that scenario. So he doesn't he doesn't have to feel that same pressure and, and force say you lose to do that. Say you lose tomorrow, you win next week. Like who right. cares for, at that point? Well, I don't think the league, it's about the prime. You have to win every yeah. single game of the season and we have a game and, every And city have to lose every game of the season. The right? Yeah, lose games. every single right. game, yeah. So yeah. like it so, doesn't like yeah. It's very unlikely. It. Not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay, so I think the worst thing with the one the one thing I will say though as a spectator is the worst thing you can do at this position is try to play chess. And the problem yeah. that Pep has, mm-hmm. he always likes to play chess. Play chess. But you know what? Yeah, Here's yeah. the thing. We have to, yes, he has a, a very strong history of doing that. We have to give him credit, though, for this season specifically in what he's done, which is constantly picking the strongest 11 and making the other teams worry about what you're doing. Because the past few yeah. years, especially as long as he's been at City, it's the, it was the quarterfinal frustration, right? The quarterfinal curse. Because we're like, Pep, why? Like, what is this lineup? Because he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they never would have thought of this. No, but we have yeah. no experience playing this. <laughs> so now we've lost, right? I yeah, think Pep yeah. is less guilty of that this season. And almost since yeah. 
not quite October, but the late fall, right? The early, the mid to late fall after really the, the, the Manchester Derby, when we started playing in that four, two, three run right, type yeah, system yeah. and introducing mm-hmm. Gundogan as this box to box midfielder, instead of playing with two attacking eights, like we had done previous, yeah, everything changed. Right. And yeah. so also now, won 14 of 15 finals. So, I mean, yeah, he's got a pretty, well, I mean, he's had the best team in 14 of 15 finals too. 15 though, right? finals too. Yeah. There's very, there's I, mean, I mean, like he, you know, he lost to a Mourinho team, right? So like other than Mourinho, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Which is a tough team to play. Right? Like, yeah, so many, so many good teams. He so has had teams. the best teams. Yeah. He has, he has, right? has so we have to give him credit team. for that. Now, the caveat to that is I think he still has the best team here. Right. I just think Tuchel is the biggest nightmare of a scenario to play against because of the way that system operates. So let's wrap up on this. We've had a, we've had a nice conversation about <laughs> about the Champions League and, and everything that it could be. We have to lock in our official predictions and it's hard to talk about this. Mina is going to break the tie here because okay. there's no way that yeah. Joe or I will go against our clubs when predicting a Champions League final. And there's a bunch of reasons why we could see it. Now, tomorrow might be a little bit of foreshadowing as to what we see in the final, especially with regards to mentality. But I think at the end of the day, the narrative is clear, right? City are the better team, and on paper, certainly the favorite. Tuchel is the harder side to break down. Will City be able to overcome that hump for one game? Or do Chelsea pull up this underdog story that no one expected at, at even three months ago? Happened in 2012, so we could probably do that. (laughs) (laughs) See, as difficult of a decision that this is, um, I'm kind of, again, it's 51-49, and I don't know who to give it to. Because just like you said, on paper, City's winning this. Mm -hmm. And also on paper, like Chelsea can do whatever they can to try and and actually nullify City. The problem that Chelsea has is, they're still trying to fight for a top four finish. Mm. City have... Can, yeah, but this has to take precedence, though. This has to take precedence, right? Without a doubt. Under I'll no circumstances. Top four for Champions League final. But, 100%. but you also... Like, you can't convince me that Tuchel's not going to try to, you know, get top four in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to try and do that. So yeah, does he take the gamble of, if I win the Champions League, we're in it next year, but that's a hell of a exactly. gamble. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he can't... You can't put all your eggs in one basket because then all of a sudden you're fifth and you don't have a Champions League. Yeah, 100%. Boy, wouldn't that so, be 100%. Wouldn't I it extend to fifth, though, if, if, a, if an English club won a yeah, league that is already extended? Yeah, it goes down one. Right. It goes down one. So. so whoever gets fifth this year, I think, goes to Champions League. Right. Because well, I mean, you also have to consider what would happen if you And if you win. Yeah. Bro, oh, Premier League, oh, Champions right. League next season, yeah. baby. Prem has everything yeah, then, yeah. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the top I, 10 of Prem playing in, in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Europe. Arsenal coming in just because, like, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. real reason the Premier League teams pulled out of the Super League is like, bro, we are the Super League. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Super League, yeah. Oh, God. That's anyway, so I, my gut yeah. tells me Chelsea, but my mind tells me City. Okay. If I, so because, you're, because you're pressuring me, I'm going to have to go with Chelsea because that's my gut. That's my instinct. Don't say that, but bro. I Why didn't you say City? But I can't do it, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if you're pressuring uh, yeah. me, yeah. say I'd City. Have say to City. Say Chelsea. Say City. Say City. Say okay, City. here's the okay, thing. Here, okay, here's what I think City's we have to look at. To here's why. Here's why your gut says trouble, that. I think City is going to win it to win no trouble. There you go. <laughs> here's trouble, here's trouble. what I think your gut. Here's why your gut is telling you this. Chelsea had the more impressive performance against a stronger yeah. mentality team, right? That's mm-hmm. true. So it's hard to bet against them right now. Without 
you know, we got to speak things into existence. We don't want to jinx anything. I would have a tough time seeing City go this far and not getting the job done. Whereas I don't think Chelsea have the same built-in pressure. You'd be devastated to lose the, a Champions League final, but it wouldn't be as devastating because there's really no pressure of you to have even been there to begin with. Right? 100%. Yeah. I, I feel you on that one. That that was actually one of the things That's that like, killed Bayern Munich yeah. as well. And not to uh, mention, we have to remember is how good has yeah. Ruben Diaz been this season? Yeah, yeah. You know oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Signing 14 out of 15. Uh, it's going to be 15 out of 16 to me. You got, I can't. Yeah. I can't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because, I, I hear what you're saying. everything in the buildup is completely different. It's one game. He's only yeah. lost one out of 15 of those. I can't not mm -hmm. give it to him. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's, but it's, uh, it's definitely one of... The, oh my God, I'm going to puke. I know, me too, bro. I feel like we're beating a dead horse with this thing because we could literally just stay on this what if I don't wanna, the whole time. I don't want to jinx anything, bro. There you go. No, well, if it goes oh. to penalties, we're we're losing. Like, there's no we're, club worse at penalties than City. City are the worst. Bro, people. it's it, the winner is gonna score like one penalty and they win the whole thing. We're no, well, you have Jorginho at least. You <laughs> at least have yeah, one Jorginho. player who can take Jorginho. a penalty. Yeah, we have zero. <laughs> Bro, you're gonna have Jorginho <laughs> versus Ederson, <laughs> and Ederson's going yeah. to then take all of the city's penalties and just rifle them in the same spot. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> top that's corner so every funny. time. Yeah, that's true. No, that could that could go to penalties too, man. And I hate penalties. To you be won the Champions League on penalties. No, we can't man, win any penalty. We, we can't score one penalty. On that yeah, was before. We, we have to look the... at the more recent one. Is that, no, I remember that raining. too, bro. Wait, no, where's the final like... going to be? <laughs> no, where's the final going to be? They're talking about it being in England. I know. It's that's what I'm saying, right? That's why I brought this up. Because they're going to say, no, sorry, Turkey has way too many COVID cases. Plus, I mean, there's two teams from the same freaking... Come on, yeah. It's English domination, bro. Like La Liga, bye-bye. It's like... You know what? They should move it to Spain. Spain will have the nicest weather. Let them yeah. play there. You know, let oh, them but play. Is it going to be is going to be Wembley or is it going to be um, the Tottenham Stadium? Uh, <laughs> the I, I, only they said bro Tottenham Stadium. <laughs> yeah. A trophy was lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd we'd lift a trophy before Tottenham. Yeah, you lifting the Champions League trophy on Tottenham's <laughs> ground. Stadium. That would suck. It's a better stadium. For I'm sure, sure. It'd be, if it's money, moved to England, yeah. I'm sure it'd move to Wembley. To be honest, I, I'd yeah, have a hard time believing. That would be iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Wembley. Damn, I mean, it doesn't have great game. memories for me. Champions League final at Wembley, but you know. Yeah, I watched that. You know too. what? That's yeah, gotta funny. do what you gotta do. Okay, let's let's segue now. Let's move on to this, and I can get Brethren a little bit more involved in this episode and hear yes. from his. Now we can put his club, uh, the pressure cooker on Manchester United. Brethren, before we even do that, I know you had some thoughts about the scheduling, uh, the upcoming scheduling, and how it's super unfair. And so, congratulations on reaching congratulations on on reaching the Europa League final, but. There's been some problems at Manchester United. Tell me. We already know the problems. I have nothing against the club. I have nothing against the players. Nothing against the manager. All the problems are going to are with the ownership. And we've already known, <laughs> we've known this so far, so much. And I feel like I've spoken about this for years and years. And no one's been listening. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, but whatever. That doesn't really mm -hmm. affect me. Until the Super League happened, they're like, oh, shit. The Glazers actually do suck so much. Right. Um, and for those of you who don't know, there were protests at Man United and the Liverpool game got moved. And I think that was kind of just the perfect the perfect game to get cancelled, right? Because United-Liverpool is going to be getting cancelled. is going to be talked about all over the world. And I sent you that, that video from like Andrew Schultz talking about it. Like if this is yeah. United-Southampton, they don't, this doesn't get talked about as much everywhere yeah. else, right? So I am fully convinced that the Glazers didn't even know we're playing that day. And some <laughs> just, oh, I think there's the additional pressure. 
not only that uh, that the fact it was a massive game, but it was also like <laughs> the pressure on United that if they lose, yeah. City win the league, right? Mm. I don't, to be honest, even, like just to add even more flames to the I fire. I feel like I feel like losing to. Well, here's the thing. When I woke up that day, I wasn't even thinking about the game. I, I knew the protests were happening. So I was thinking about yeah. the protests. Oh. And and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, United fans did not care about that game. Like, it's weird that when you wake up on a United-Liverpool day that you're thinking about the game so, so little. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being that uh, the Premier League has moved the, the United-Liverpool game to the 13th of May, which is a Thursday, which means we're playing Sunday, break on Monday, Tuesday, break on Wednesday, and then Thursday. And that's fine. The Premier League can say, okay, you want to in the Super League and you got the game cancelled, then boom, here's that's what you're going to do. But at the same time, the fans were, the, the stadiums, the, let me get my words in, the players were locked into the hotels. They couldn't do anything. I'm sure the players would have wanted the game, to play the game, to get it out of the way. Right. Right? Because the players never want to postpone a game. Like, yeah, they got a week off that, that week, but it's not like it was by their own volition. Mm-hmm. You can't punish the players and the manager of a team and ultimately end up punishing the other team in Liverpool because the fans did something. If you want to do something, ban the ban the players, ban the fans that got this game disallowed. And the game wouldn't have been, uh, you know, postponed if yeah. fans weren't inside the actual stadium. And I'm not saying I disagree with fans being inside the stadium. It looked great because if this is the beginning of of you know a change in ownership or a change in, for example, maybe they bring a fan to the to the board, these pictures are going to be iconic. Yeah, but it won't happen. It won't club. matter. Listen, the Glazers don't give a shit, like, at all, right? It doesn't matter. No, so you, could, you could do 100 riots. They're not going to be like, listen, I don't care. And, and they released American a statement owners today are the worst. They, yeah, they released a statement today yeah, that they're, they're the going to start communicating with the fans and and they're going to, like, start, you know... Blah, to, blah, 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 blah. It's the, I read the whole statement. Mm. I won't bore you because it sounded like yeah. a big-ass inshallah. Like, that was inshallah, the whole Inshallah, yeah, bro, that's it. It's basically, exactly, yeah. oh, we'll talk about it. That was the entire right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, and you can't come out and say, oh, you're committed to communication after 16 years of zero mm-hmm. communication. Right. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. So 100%. anyway, I think, I, and, I, and I'm not saying go in, break into Old Trafford, don't break into Old Trafford, because there's a bunch of rumors circulating around about mm-hmm. where they let in, did they actually break in? So I'm not going to touch that because... It's it's a, I'm gonna just be saying a whole bunch of alleged stuff. Well, and nothing look, is concrete. The, they broke in. Whether one it security did. guard who had the key let them in, that's still breaking and entering, right? If I let you into Joe's house, you're still breaking in, right? Like yeah. I don't have what the do right mean? to do that. Security works. The security. He doesn't own the club or the building, right? He just yeah, is the minimum course, wage yeah, employee who works there. That day. He didn't do that by himself because he's gonna get fired. Someone told him to open yeah. the gates. I'm sure he got fired. No, I, I don't know. That's that's how a conspiracy. No, I, I think maybe it's likely him. that someone if definitely told him. If he's no a fan way. of the they club, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have been there. Like either way, like they just—that's why I, I understand the breaker. Just keep, yeah. the, keep the gate closed. Like if they break yeah. in, you look less—you look less bad. But anyway, yeah, because, yeah. like sorry, I'm not saying break in or don't break in. I just mm-hmm. I loved seeing those scenes. Would I have been there myself? I wouldn't have gone inside because right. I know yeah. what what that would have meant. Because yeah, I would have probably been banned for the rest of my life. Because as soon as they can identify some of those people. It's great. They're and, done. Yeah. And that's so much of the memes. Like the, the kid who pictures, is on top the of the memes. net, he's going to have, oh, his face legend. is going to be plastered everywhere, right? <laughs> Listen, that's going to be a memory he's never going to forget. Like he's going to have yeah. those pictures everywhere on the yeah. internet forever. It's true. Right? Which it's is like I'm never sick. allowed inside Old Trafford <laughs> ever yeah. in my life. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like I'm sure they could have figured out a different time for this game where it wouldn't have hampered us this much. And I definitely think it was just to, you know, get a dig on, on the team. But the team, 
like they didn't do anything to deserve that. that yeah, and you know what? Like to fur- to further your case, there. I mean, obviously there have to be sanctions taken, and the fact of the matter is the players are going to yeah. be the one who who are punished for it. Do you play the following weekend? Like you play Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then again on Sunday. Yeah, or, the, or on so. Saturday. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. The thing is, that's too much, man. Yeah. Okay, here's what you have to remember, right? The Premier League still wants to make money. So there's a reason that Manchester United Liverpool doesn't happen at three o'clock on a Monday. It's supposed to happen during Super Sunday primetime, right? Globally. For us, it's 1130 in the morning on a Sunday afternoon. For In England, mm-hmm. that's like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. That's a primetime hours to get as many people as possible. It's also yeah. the main reason they didn't just give the, the victory to Liverpool because they want to make it. They need to have those those big games in the contracts. They have them in the contracts because those are the ones that are televised, right? So now yeah, the fact that yeah. that game didn't get televised, I think is a little bit strange that they put it on a Thursday because they know they're not going to have the same viewership. Meanwhile, it's going to be the players who pay the price for it, right? The players are going to be the ones who suffer. And you know what? Here's what's going to suck. Knock on wood. If Bruno gets injured because he's because all he's playing Don't him for that. 90 minutes Don't a game, that. every Don't game, that. every two days. I'll say that. Then, There's yes. No way he's the, play. The play, There's no the, way he's going to play. I hope he doesn't yeah. play. Or no, he should play, but he shouldn't play the game prior to that, right? Like, who cares? You don't need well, the prem anymore, bro. Put that's the true. Play that's 19, true. I think. I think if we beat Villa, then then we've secured Champions League. I think the game, the the move to do is play our first eleven against Villa, win that game, and then rotate at like hell. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. To be honest, like you don't need the prem, so just like oh, you're saying Villa uh, like Aston Villa. I thought you were saying like Villa Aston like Villa Real. I was like, Real. that's a weird I, way to. I, I was like, that came only happens after. What yeah. are you talking about? Aston Villa, yeah. the Aston actual Villa. 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 Aston, Villa, yeah, Villa, comma yeah. Aston, not comma Real. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, how are you just supposed to be talking rotate. to KJ next time? <laughs> well, I, I was because you happen to play another team that also yeah. has Villa in their name. That I was thinking, wait, what are you talking about? That game doesn't happen for like two yeah. weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, God. if that's we funny. beat them, we also secure Champions League spot. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was like, it works. I was like, what are you talking about? I guess. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Weirdly, no, yeah. I think if we beat Aston Villa, we secure Champions League through right. the Premier League. Right. Um, yeah. So probably just make sure you get those three points, and then you can do whatever you want. In, in the other two games yeah, whether you play yeah, bruno 60 minutes for both games i'm, I'm okay with that mm. and then probably, i honestly you know, think you guys will be fine yeah to be honest i really think like it i don't personally i don't find it like a big deal especially since you're like second and okay you drop what the third or fourth but who cares it doesn't matter yeah, as long as you right. guarantee okay. yeah as long yeah. as you can guarantee trampo like yeah if we what's if we the, end up yeah. winning the europa league this is going to be the first time after Sir Alex, where we finished in the top four and won one silver silverware, right? You, that's you didn't finish in top when, four when, with, yeah, uh, yeah, with Mourinho. Mourinho, Mourinho you finished remember, six. They were fifth. Tanked, remember they were Mourinho sixth, tanked yeah. the Premier League. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he yeah. put all his basket, all the eggs in, <laughs> in the basket of winning the Europa League. Right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. that's true. You were like sixth or something. That I thought that was a top yeah. four year too, though, Joe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. No, yeah, no, no. I was. Yeah, like, that wasn't the same. Second was the year after. Right. Right. Okay. If we can well, guarantee Champions League spot through the Premier League and then try to go win the Europa League, I'm okay with that. So let's talk a little bit about the Europa League then, right? Because your club reached the final, as we were expecting. Um, 100%. Scoring a lot of goals, I might add. Like, listen, <laughs> it was never going to be... It shouldn't have been. We were kind of talking about this before, and there was no need to overanalyze this because it would have been shocking if United didn't make it out of... Uh, like, didn't make it to the final, right? You, you and I yeah. have been saying on the record for weeks now... If Manchester United don't win the Europa League, it's a colossal failure, right? And the thing is, all praise to them because they have not had an easy road, right? Played in the Champions League, got knocked out, 
played then like four very, very good teams in the Europa League. Teams that are good enough that it's almost hard to refer to this competition as like the best of the rest competition, which I know Europa League often gets that stigma. I don't, I I get those arguments, right? Because it's the teams that are not in the Champions League, which is the elite, the elite, but it's still a wonderful competition. Dude, don't even worry, bro, because I love winning Europa Leagues too. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's just it. It's still a piece of continental silverware, right? 100%. Do you know what, what's great about it? It puts you in part one of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what yeah. you can't get if you finish, I think, third or fourth yeah. in the Premier League, right? Right. So, yeah. So it's so almost. It's, it's a right. good position to be in because you then avoid. You, like you're the big boy in your group, right? Un- unless you get. You yeah. Know, a team After you. Yeah, season like PSG. If PSG, for example, don't win the league this mm-hmm. year. Right. Or Real Madrid. I think if they don't win too. the league too, right? Like Barcelona, right? Something exactly. like that. Like yeah. You run the risk of that. But nonetheless, like you always want to finish as high up as possible. Yeah. And exactly. so you now you're playing the big ones. In the final. And by the way, we're going to talk about Arsenal too. Um, <laughs> Let's just take a little yeah, moment to laugh that. here because <laughs> Arsenal didn't make it. But listen, I actually don't want to laugh too much at this because I know there's a bunch of Arsenal fans who listen. But also, we said this. We care. predicted this, right? I know Joe's yeah. going to slander them. I know, Mina, you 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 rallied the troops a little in the in our last episode, right? You said no. Yeah, Arsenal should be the team that goes through because yeah. at the end of the day, we can't keep making excuses for them. I didn't make excuses for them. I said, listen, they're not better than Villarreal and they're not going to beat Villarreal. And they didn't. And part of that, I think, is the Unai Emery system. And this man knows how to get it done in the competition. And I want to talk about that in a second. But I just want to get your take on, and we can kind of work United into this discussion, but since we're here anyway, Villarreal won. And Joe, I know you you thought Arsenal were the better side, particularly in in the second leg. I agree that they had the better chances, but I think there's something to be said about holding on to a lead and defending, right? This is like prime Mourinho-esque. And you say, oh, well, no, it's game management, right? And you say, oh, well, all these teams are better. Like Gerard Moreno, their striker, has like 26 goals, right? This man's a baller too. They're doing exactly what they have to do to get the job done. And if they're getting outperformed, the other team has a lot of chances but can't capitalize, then that's fine. They're winning games that they've reached a Europa League final. And now they play United. So let's, let's hold off on talking about Arsenal for a second. But Mina, I want to get your take on how you see this final going, right? Obviously, you were more afraid of playing Arsenal because you don't have the best record against them, right? They seem to have your number a little bit. But in a Champions, in a, in a excuse me, in a final against the manager who's kind of synonymous yeah. with this final, playing a style that is very tough for to play against in a final, um, where on a, as if you had to give it a percentage, like I'm eighty percent sure I'm going to win, I'm sixty percent sure. What are you thinking? Given the current squad, obviously this can change in, in five Yeah, days. yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Assuming, squad, assuming fitness of both teams. Yeah, 100%. There's a 70% yeah. chance we win this because anything can happen in an off right? Right, because the 30% can be attributed to, um, and, and I'm taking injuries out of this, it can be attributed to VAR, can, uh, terrible refereeing decisions, an injury in the game, um, you know, a lapse in concentration, uh, right. and a defending mistake. And we saw like David De Gea overconfidence, a great shift yesterday, exactly. Right, like yeah. you could, oh yeah, well we got this because we've got that. Right, you don't want to have that happen either. Yeah, seven out of ten. That yeah. sounds low upon initially hearing it, but I would, I kind of, I might say eight. I still think you're a very, very strong favorite to win, and so like I might push it as high as eighty, but I don't think I'd give as it more than eighty. Be, to be honest, right? yeah, as we should be. Yeah. But but then again, like for example, like that tie against Roma, that there's only two words that I can give you to summarize that entire tie. I know it was Edison, Edison Cavani. He was involved in six goals yeah. and eight of those goals. 
So, dude, and, he's like if he turning back fit, the clock uh, here, man. Uh, yeah, if he stays he's playing fit, prime, we're Those we're probably winning. PSG it. all these. If like if if no, Cavani 100%. starts this the the final, we're probably winning it. Yeah, take yeah, out everything else yeah. because that, that's the kind of guy you need in a final. That's the kind of experience you need. Yeah, you need and, big game um, players yeah. when it comes to this. Hundred percent. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just it. And the, so and the other focus. thing is the overwhelming amount of talent that you guys had, right? So we said it as soon as United entered the Europa League, right? It was Manchester United have at least three of the best five players in this competition, period, right? Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is the competition kept weaning out and United were still there. So they just had the better players given the lesser competition, right? Or the more elite competition, I mean, but like the less amount of teams. Yeah. Now you're playing in a final against the squad, and you're right. VAR could play a factor, the overconfidence, the this, that, the other thing. There's always you run the risk of the the underdog winning it, especially when they play in this style. But the fact of the matter is United are far and away the better side, the more talented side, who have also won the Europa League not that long ago, right? So it's not like they're completely novice to to playing here. And I think that might be... A lot of, a lot of the current be, squad played in, in that final. Right, and I think yeah. that might be a good bonus to counter the experience and the the pedigree of Unai Emery in this competition, right? Because yeah. he, this might be his competition because he knows exactly what to do to win it. But then you have to look at, well, we've won it before too, right, Unai Emery? Now, that being said, last year, we said the moment Inter Milan entered, Inter Milan were going to win. And they didn't. Sevilla won. And Sevilla are a hell of a side, right? That he That was the team that he had won it so many he times. Made his name was, yeah. He made his name there, right? But it still goes to show the underdog could win. Now, that wasn't as much of an 80%. I wouldn't have said 80% Inter are going to win, but I did think that there was, it, I would be shocked if Inter didn't win the Europa League. And they didn't. So you still run the risk of the smaller sides getting this done. So I'll throw to you, Joe, now, having watched the, the Arsenal game here. We can get to Arsenal, and I know you want to bash them, and we can in a bit. But um, they looked like they were throughout most of, of the game yesterday, in particular because they were defending a lead, right, Villarreal? that they were conceding a lot of chances. And if United are more clinical, they can finish. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit about what United could do better than Arsenal to to, to overcome that low block? 100%. I think uh, Unai Emery's like Achilles heel is um, like when he can attack and play like a normal, like, uh, like basically normal football. He plays too defensive at times when he thinks, okay, I got. I have like a two-one lead right now, even though they have an away goal, and he just comes and parks the bus. And I think that's as big as Achilles' heel because he just like he feels too comfortable at times, mm. right? Uh, honestly, Arsenal, Arsenal should have won, like the whole leg. Like they, it should have never been two-one or whatever because the quality they have, <laughs> quote unquote, <laughs> <laughs> trash. Choke um, on my water. As a they, 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 they should honestly, they should have won that easy. But you know, bottle jobs. That's another story. But honestly, if um, Manchester United, which are a more clinical team, okay, if they just like do what they have to do and attack, or just play the way Ollie does, where he just uh, soaks in the pressure and attacks. I, they're going to catch Villarreal off guard. Like, you just need more clinical players. I think, honestly, I would be very surprised if United lost the finals. And I think it should be like, you know, if if they do, I think it should be Ollie out, man, because I don't think right. Villarreal yeah, well, are that good, to be honest. And that kind of speaks um, to, to what we've been talking about for the past few weeks on the show, right? Is though, it yeah. regardless of how much we can kind of defend Unai Emery and the style and the fact that small teams can sometimes get it done, We've been embarking this for a long time. If United don't win the Europa League, it is a colossal yeah. failure. 
Um, rather I think, than re- I think react they know to that, that too. Yeah, Joe, go in there. But then I yeah. want to hear Mina yeah, react to that a little bit. Like, I, I don't I, listen. I've been singing all up for a long time, but yeah. he's kind of changed my mind a little bit because he's improved in the game management and the man management mm-hmm. portion of it for what he lacks tactically. Um, yeah. But is that the like that big a deal, brother? And if you were to lose, would you be of the mind to say, okay, like this is pathetic, dude? There, how did you not win this? Yeah, depends how the game goes. Because if we mm-hmm. again, if we lose. Um, Everyone's fit. If we lose, I have to attribute it to poor performances from the players. I don't think there's right. too much for him tactically to do here. That like he knows exactly what he's gonna get. Right. And for him, it's probably gonna be a matter of this is how we're gonna win, rather than how can we stop them. And I think if we lose, it's on the players. And mm-hmm. and I can't unless unless he makes some mad decisions with, with yeah, some of the like he benches Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like unless yeah. unless that happens and then he takes off Rashford in the 45th minute because oh, despite him playing well like it, right. it depends on the situation but I think if we do end up losing this game it's probably going to be because of either a defensive mistake or a lapse in concentration and that has to go on the players. Yeah. Right. Or just and, being and again, caught out, right? Like Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't um for example if it was, if we're playing, let's say a Chelsea in this final, or even an Arsenal, because he hasn't had the best tactics to to oversee Arsenal in the league, I think he's only beaten them Arsenal. once in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, when it's he, hard when to out tactic them because they have none. <laughs> they're just trying to over. They they're none. overthinking everything no, too. They're like, the thing. you can't let yeah. you can't outthink them. Just let them panic and then just do what you do and yeah. you'll win. And and all of those games <laughs> against Arsenal were a mixture of both. And in fact, they were a mixture right. of him. He made poor decisions, and the team didn't fulfilled their duties so if it was like that then maybe the conversation would have changed but i think in this game he doesn't really have to overcomplicate it that much and he won't he's he does he hasn't showed a history of overcomplicating things in fact he's probably stuck with what he knows best yeah. And, yeah. and people actually that's scream true. at him for that so i and, yeah and, that's a fair that's point that's what i'm saying like it's it's not yeah gonna be yeah. no one's giving all these shit for overthinking <laughs> on, on on their end yeah exactly 100 percent right. um, uh, honestly, sorry to interject, but I think no, no, if I uh, the, yeah, the only problem is with uh, when you face when you do face Villarreal, um, it's I think you want to. I mean, oh no, Emery when he gets comfortable, like I said, like he's just parking the bus. But just I I hope Ollie doesn't expect he's gonna do that because the reason he won the the last I don't know five Europa League was because he came out, like, playing his football. And I'm not going to lie, Unai Emery, when he plays his football and the way the tactic works, man, yeah, he, he can win a whole-ass right. game. He, I'd rather like, come out really attacking. Good. I'd rather they would yeah. come out attacking. But you know what? That might actually, sh- like, yeah. shell shot. It, it, it would, you'd probably it, feel better scary. about it yeah. if you yeah. knew it beforehand. But if they came out and you're expecting a low block and they decide to yeah. whoop your ass, you're like... What is it like? Yeah. Imagine just the like the pressure on Pogba yeah. as he's as he thinks yeah. he has time on the ball because he thinks he's going to be breaking down teams. He's like, wait, what yeah. is going on? This Where is not is, what yeah. I expected. But that's, but that's fine. I think I think if yeah. they do that, let's say first 10, 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. let's say they score a goal, I think yeah. for the rest of the game we're going to know what to expect, and right. you're going to that's exactly have Bruno it. and Rashford in space, and yeah. you're going to have Cavani making in runs mm-hmm. in space, one hundred percent line of Villarreal. And if they come out attacking, yeah. that's probably going to be better for us. Yeah, honestly, if you're one nil down in that final, I wouldn't be too stressed either because he is going to defend. He's gonna. He's like, I'm one nil up. I'm staying back, and you guys are just going to keep hitting them. Right. Like, I wouldn't be too stressed either. And you, not and you bought uh, Bruno United for team, that. Right, you bought Bruno yeah. for that to break down that exactly. little block and figure it out. With yeah. this United team, 
I never feel like we're not going to score. And obviously, we've had a few mm-hmm. nails. We've been mm-hmm. nailed before in, in the season. Yeah. But watching the team, I, I've i never felt hopeless like I have in, in previous seasons that we're never going <laughs> to score. I think mm-hmm. we will eventually score. And, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. But, but I always have that belief in me. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. 100%. So and I how, hate being the the favorite again, just like you guys. No, like, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no but being be Manchester yeah. United in the Europa League, you're always going to be the favorite. So yeah. it's something that we have 100%. to live with. But I just hate it. Yeah. That's just it. I yeah. Know. And if you were coming in against, like, let's say Milan, like the draw was different, and and Milan were on the other side of the bracket, then you might say, oh, actually, like this is a little bit more 50-50, right? But yeah. you know, in terms of maybe they're not as heavily favored, but I think they're rightfully going to be heavily favored here. And and I still think, and I'll keep on saying yeah. this, and I know, like it 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 adds. A, pressure that I'm sure you don't want but I think it's a belief that the players have to have as well to to remove some of the pressure like which is a weird way of saying that but it's if we don't win this this is a colossal failure we are so much better than them just go do it right just go win the game like you know you can I think that's a lot to segue it back to like what Pep has told his players in the in the semi and quite frankly what I think he's going to tell them in the Champions League final too right I think a lot of the times you reach that stage and you're like listen the tactics are out the window here this is like it all comes down to who wants it more. Whereas I feel like Pep will be like in the Champions League final. That'll be what the captain says. That'll be what Fernandinho says. What Pep says is, guys, we're better mm-hmm. than them. <laughs> we're better than them. This is just another This is just another game. And in every other game, we'd play the exact same way and we'd win the same exact way. And we always, almost always win. So just keep doing exactly what you've been doing, right? But we're not going to end the show off how great City are. We're going to end the show off about how bad Arsenal are. Joe, I know you've been chomping at the bit ready to tell me how bad they are because you were telling me, you know, that they should have advanced. Um, I almost started laughing while Mino was talking because I was thinking about the video that I saw yesterday, which was Troops' reaction to Arsenal crashing out when Aubameyang got subbed off. (laughs) And he's just screaming Aubameyang for a solid minute saying, William, Aubameyang, Pierre. (laughs) He's just screaming. Oh, it's so so funny. Oh, great stuff. I mean, honestly, Arsenal is a Chelsea retirement home. Um, it's uh, just garbage, bro. They they actually suck. Oh. Uh, I have um, full disrespect to all Arsenal fans. I mean, you guys talk so much shit on Twitter and everywhere. Don't ever they at do, me. They do, though. They, Don't ever, they yeah. do this to themselves. Like, I'm so happy. You guys should have won that easy. Or Teto Lampard. Or Teto Lampard. Shut the hell up, bro. Enjoy oh, ninth you know, place. You know how they started the season with, like, um, Arteta's better than both Lampard and Oli. Yeah. Oh, How's that going God, for you guys? Man. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, look, okay, Lampard's gone. Yeah, I know. One, they hype them up. Honestly, like Mina said, they do them. They do this to themselves. Like even in the beginning, I watched a video about DTs. Like I'll be laughing at the end of the season. Who's laughing now, you idiot? Get the hell out Yesterday, of here! Yesterday he was saying he doesn't want to work it's, for the rest of the season. He does. Yeah, 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 I man. Didn't. He's he's that's he's such a flip flopper, bro. He's like a beach sandal, man. He's so well, garbage. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like what happens a lot of the time, and the reason that Arsenal will start to believe their own hype is because they'll play teams that you'd think they'd be better than, right? So you remember all the yeah. Champions League polls, right? And stuff that would be on Instagram. You say, who's going to win, you know, between in the semi yeah. and the thing. And it's, and I've been doubting Arsenal since Prague, I think, since Slavia Prague. I was like, I don't think they're going to win. And honestly, I was happy yeah. they did with, with especially the racial stuff that came out against Slavia Prague and that. I was 100%. like, you know what? Good. Arsenal, yeah. you will get the job done. And you show them like, yeah. hey, this is not acceptable. And if we're fighting on the side against racism, then this is the place where we want to be, right? 100%. And I'm glad that they, they won that. Look good. Against Villarreal, <laughs> I was like, they're not beating Villarreal. 
And they're like, no, we're going to reach the final. We're going to win because we're better yeah. than United. We can beat them. No, 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 no. Stop. Yeah, and know. just not even Arsenal fans were saying that. Just like normal footy fans were like, no, Arsenal are going to beat Villarreal. Why? Because you don't know how Villarreal play or how good they are, right? That's just it. It, it would be, I would expect the same kind of reactions for United to play against Villarreal. But for Arsenal, it's like Arsenal don't have strong mentality or talented players no, they don't. or, they don't or have good mentality. tactics. They don't have anything. Period. They're just they bad. They don't have anything. And Joe, you and I were texting about this yesterday about, yeah. you know, what's the solution to this problem, right? What's the solution? Because it's easy. every I'll time it's, you, oh, we got we to gotta fire the manager. Yeah, we got to do this. We got to do that. I don't. I think the the manager merry-go-round has to come to an end, and you just have to accept the fact that water is wet, fire burns, and Arsenal are bad. And it's yeah. just one of those honestly, things that is just going yeah. to be the way it is. It's like, listen, they're just no, bad. What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, there's no solution. Uh, you guys suck. They're really <laughs> bad. I'm going to be honest. Um, Arteta sucks. He's a very bad manager and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. There's no tactics. They don't even know how to you know, play Okay, football. here's what it is. No, no. I want to defend him anything. a little bit. And the reason that I want to, I want you to get, to give me this. this there's, there's no defending, bro. Let me hold you okay. there. Let me no, tell please, you. Tell okay, me, tell please. Me yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you. Because no he plays. He no plays. Let us know what you really think. Four, I'm not the enemy. Four, two, Four two three one. Sometimes, okay. He plays during the league. He has a system going. System, okay. I'm gonna use this word loosely because there's nothing going on. And then he plays Tactics, the Europa League, and he plays a center forward. When have you played this? Who do you think you have, bro? What are you talking about? <laughs> center forward. He puts Odengard there, bro. The ha- half the team is a like bunch Pep. of mercenaries. Yeah, he's trying he's to play like Pep. Pep. What oh, do I do? Wait, God. how did you do that again? Oh. Nathan, okay. he played two Yo. different formations and two legs. There's no excuse. Here's I'm the thing. sorry. Do you out. remember? <laughs> do you? And I know you will. And our OG Jersey Wall listeners will remember this, okay? That means YouTube yeah. exclusive Jersey Wall listeners, okay? Yeah. Do you remember how frustrated I was the first time that, that Mikel Arteta managed City when Pep had the ban? Yes. Oh. Do you remember yes. when he yes. would yes. sit on the bench and just, do nothing. And yeah. just watch? No, he yeah. wasn't. So he's he's completely yeah. changed that, right? Now he's on the sidelines yeah. and he's screaming and he's blah, blah, blah. And he's still doing nothing. <laughs> and he's still, yeah. yeah, he's just yelling nonsense yeah. now. The thing is that made me laugh is I saw all this praise for him earlier in the season because they were saying, Mikel Artez is a fantastic manager because he's communicating with the squad in English, French, and Spanish. <laughs> and then they showed the clip that they were referring to of him where he speaks all three languages in one sentence. You know what he said? Uh, Go, va, and, ba- and vamos. That's the same <laughs> word. He just said go in three oh, languages. Man. It's like, yeah. dude, of course, that's the same thing. I could do that. Oh, you could do that God, in any God. language. Listen, here's the, the thing. You of Victor Valdez going, you, when you come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That's so good. That's, that's what Honestly, with Arteta though, like, yeah, on, he's, he was never a good player. So what made you think he was going to be a good manager? But here's what it so reminds I, me of, okay? Yeah, Hold on. Pep has been given, and Pep is the first to admit this, first-class teams, okay? We're talking, like, late 2000s Barca, okay? Mid-2000s Bayern, and late 2000s, or, like, 2010s is what I meant. 2010s. Like, 2020 2020 eras of City, right? So he's received very, very good versions of these squads, and he's been able to make them better for the most part, right? We've seen, like, how they are before and how they... Maybe with Bayern, you can make an argument because under Hansi Flick, they're yeah. probably better than they've been in the past couple of years. But he inherited a squad with Prime, Ribery, and Robin, right? Like, he um, had... And, and Bastian Schweinsteiger. He had unreal Bayern. players. He, he developed... Ballers, he developed Joshua Kimmich, right? Like, this is a baller of a, of a squad that he inherited, yeah. despite not winning the Champions League with them. Pep, if he was managing Arsenal, would look the same way, 
right? Like this Pep wouldn't be delivering better performances for Arsenal. So, and that's where I think the problem lies for me because when you keep saying we need this merry-go-round, we need to sack Arteta, we need to get a new manager. Okay, take the best manager in the world right now and put him in that squad. They're not going to be a top four team still because there's too much wrong with the actual, with the players themselves. And a lot of the players are very good, but they're missing so many pieces and confidence and experience years to get to that level that I think even if you took a manager like, and Arteta is like a Walmart version of Pep, right? For, for argument's sake, it doesn't quite, yeah, the non-name Pep, it doesn't quite work, right? (laughs) If you had put someone like Thomas Tuchel at Arsenal, then I'm not saying they would be Champions League finalists or anything, because boy, it still has a lot of a lot of work to be done. But I think it's that style of manager that they have to go out and get if they're going to continue this merry-go-round shuffle. Because just trying to pick a manager who you could he's the young, suave continental manager, he's gonna develop new ideas, who's Pep's apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you don't have a squad that can do what what you want that manager to do, right? It's kind of like what I was saying when um when Rafa Benitez was in charge of Newcastle. Right? People are saying, well, that's the best manager they can get. Yeah, but it's not the best manager for the job of those players, right? Because you can see they can't do what the manager wants them to do. And so I feel for Arteta sometimes watching him. And I, and I think he was really good as, as an assistant coach at City because he was able to help players a lot and learn from Pep. But he's not in a team. Like nowadays, I don't think City would be as good if they had Arteta as their coach and not Pep, okay? So I, that speaks to how good he is as a manager. But he would do a lot better in a system with, and as with most managers, with way, way better players. So because Arsenal don't have that, I feel like even if you sack Arteta, sure, but then go get which manager? Another manager that you think will deliver the champagne football and then fail because your players aren't good enough to play it? Go get either a good manager of defense first style or... And be patient with him when he's not playing the football that you want because at least he'll help you win long term. Or by the players that the actual manager who you've bought to play this type of football wants to get. And there's a lot of work that has to be done. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a lot more than that too, Nathan. Like the whole thing, the whole system they've got over there is raw and like whether yeah. academy yeah. too. You That's know? true. Arsenal did have a very good academy, to be honest. Like they had a very good one. And I don't think they're, they're like, I found out yesterday, like under 17s are like in relegation battle right now. Like they don't. Okay. But terrible. to be honest, academy, like yeah. levels don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. No, listen, no, no, but it's I basically that, the, I get the, that, the quality like, of them though. The right? quality of them is like still not good. Enough. It's not even that. I think Stan Kroenke thinks at the end of the season, he's going to get a draft pick. Like it's a <laughs> Is he an idiot or something? You know what? I hope Stan Kroenke stays another hundred years because yeah. as long as they're suffering, it's no problem. Stan Kroenke is like, don't worry guys. We're going to get, we're going to get the Bruyne next We're going to get, yeah, we're, we're going to tank. Yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah. We're going to tank. We're going to tank. Yeah. I think he's going to get Mbappe. Like, because because France uh, yeah. is the uh, is the draft league right, that like, they're just going to take. Are we from. still in the Super League? Are we still in <laughs> yeah. the Super League? Right, he doesn't even know. Or what's guys, going we're going to get an influx of five hundred mil this off season. Wait, oh, we're not. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. You know, Daniel Ek is just like increasing the price of the of the, yeah. of the freaking Spotify music like, intensifies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they want Daniel Ek and stuff, but like, uh, man, like what? I don't. How do you know he's not going to be like Stan Kroenke? Like, I don't know. Right. It's it's rotten, and there's like a lot. Yeah. They're they're like guys. They're like five years behind all our yeah. teams, to be honest. Five. Like I'm gonna. Yeah, they're five if or, they if they currently have the infrastructure yeah. to get them there in five years. They don't have. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, assuming they do, dude. Five years flies right? by. Like five years from being where yeah. back to Premier League contention. I don't. I don't think so. Because Sir Alex Ferguson left that champion. Like, a dude, they are ninth, winning man. United, and now it won't be United. them for another ten years, right? Like, yeah. maybe in the next United, three. They were like, they were like, they don't worry, Mourinho's there. five years away, and I'm like, Mourinho's not going to be here in five years. Yeah, what it, are you right? yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, I saw like Mourinho two years, two two years he'll be gone. Probably either he gets yeah. sacked or he moves on or something. Right. But w- but with Arsenal specifically, I think it's their fans' fault. Okay, <laughs> they accepted mediocrity but, like they're but by a mess. fans. Do you mean fans or do you mean AFTV? Because it's two different. Mm, inf- to, institutions. You, you think so? No, dude. No, because I have talk. I have a lot of friends who are Arsenal fans. A few, I shouldn't say yeah. a lot. I have a few. Okay. Um, okay. And neither of them watches AFTV because they think it's too toxic. Yeah, and oh well, AFTV, AFTV so, is very, very toxic. But you know what? I respect what they did because they did give a platform for like us. Yeah, but, but you know what? DT yesterday yeah. said, or no, Troops yesterday no, said No, no, listen. That, Troops that and DT Arteta are characters, was, a, was, man. was the second Wenger. And I'm like, the disrespect, you have to yeah. that built your entire it, club. Wenger, 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 looking back at it now, Wenger was a god, man. In I remember years, when this guy they've completely, played... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. He had Ch- Chamak. You guys remember Chamak? Yeah. Do you remember Chamak, Mina? Dude, oh my God. He had him striker in it like Ibu. And they still got Champions League football. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is the word. Frimpong. If you know Frimpong, <laughs> you're a le- you're dude, a legend. Yaya Sanogo. Yeah, Yaya Sanogo, bro. If yeah. you, he had Frimpong playing center mid. <laughs> and I remember, I'll never forget the opening game. Which was like Manchester United versus Arsenal 8-2. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Oh, that was that was, was Oxlade Chamberlain's debut. That was Oxlade. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The best time ever, man. Yeah, and that fly by. Listen, that was so long. Here's ago the now. thing. Here's the thing, and because I want to wrap up the show, because we're we're gonna run. Yeah. We could just keep running circles and talking about all this for I forever. Um, I did a podcast episode with Gerard, who I brought on as I would call a level-headed Arsenal fan, and I brought him on intentionally to hear from him and. And he he did a very good job at identifying problems that we've also identified here today with the mentality of the club before we can evolve to a place where they can where they can uh, succeed. Now, I will pitch to you guys the same midfield I pitched to him, which is I think would help them tremendously, right? If they if they got everything done, instead of going out and spending seventy mil on Odegaard, if they went and got James Ward Prowse from Southampton. Yes. And Emmy Buendia, who's Mina's notorious shout forever. Always. At midfield three, I think actually Killer. works for Arteta. Killer. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Then they yeah. still have pieces to get, right? Because Bukayo Saka is pretty, na- or Saka's pretty mm-hmm. nasty. But then they need a much younger center forward, right? Aubameyang can't be there forever. Like, because that's already out the door. They need a whole other winger too, because Pepe they're, isn't going to be the answer. Right? Like, they have yeah, a yeah. lot of work to do. But with that midfield core, it's a base. and then it's Gabriel, a base. Saliba, Tierney, okay, you get a new right back. Then the Saliba pieces are starting to roll. Team. No, Yo. well, that's he has to because Saliba and no, Gabriel Saliba's would be a video future team. Alone is, oh, is yeah. never going to bring him back ow. to that team. Okay, ow. he no. needs Shouldn't to be playing there. football. There's no, way. There's no way. He's good enough. Listen, also uh, Pepe better than Postage, right? You jokers, ah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Apparently. Pepe is also better okay. than than freaking uh, Mason Greenwood there. Mason Joe. Greenwood. No, oh, hold yeah. on, Joe. What was the video of Ty yesterday where he said something like, "That's was it well, oh done, my God, Ty, well done, Nicholas. Well done, Nicholas. Well done, Nicholas. <laughs> it's the 90th minute. You're losing. You're not. You're leaving Europe. 
Why oh, you calling him a different person? Yeah, oh, because Ty is so lovely. He's so funny all the time. The man is 50 years old. He's like, yeah, what? I know. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh he my is. god, sponsored but by you know Beats. What, sponsored by Beats. He's playing, he's playing like uh league football, bro. He's he's pretty fast. I'm not gonna lie. I saw a is video he? of him playing football. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. He's very good. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I think that's to wrap it for episode 89, the special bonus episode of the Jersey Wall podcast. Uh Joe, thank you so much for, for joining thank us. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank it's you. always so nice having you here and, and rambling, hearing your rambling about just stuff say, and shooting this full is the guns blazing. discussion we had in this building. Yes, yeah. exactly. For those who are just exactly. listening, Mina's virtual That's background right. today is of our high school, St. Ignatius of Loyola, with the sports schism, and we've developed a podcast to honor it. Guys, <laughs> the, from the Loyola alumni, for all those other Loyola <laughs> alumni who might be listening, thank you as always. And to all of our fans, thank you so much for listening. Brethren, thank you so much for, for coming back once again. See you next Monday. <laughs> See you on Monday. Yeah, exactly. The special bonus. Two for one this week. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be sure to lock in our predictions. Oh, just I guess we should end on this. United probably going to win the Europa League final. And we can all agree, Man City probably going to win the Champions League final. Thanks. That's it. Okay, bye. You can follow the podcast at TJW Podcast on Instagram. You can find more Bro Talk segments and discussions from the show at MasterChef Ney on YouTube. (laughs) I got a sly little jab in there for you, Joe. And then just mute everybody so I can end up. Take care, everyone. We'll see you right back uh, next week right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby. 